He's patient with them. He receives the request, purifies it, and takes it to a new level. And if you read the previous Gospels, Jesus could have, he had the right to be upset because he had already been teaching about humility. In Mark 9, the Gospel says that they were fighting about who was the greatest, and Jesus um, told them, the one who wants to be the greatest should be the servant of all, similar to the teaching now. So Jesus could have said, hey, remember two weeks ago, <laughs> we were going to Capernaum, I, I said this. And then another time he says, the one who wants to be enter the kingdom has to be like a child. And then right before this gospel is a prophecy of the passion, the prediction of his manner of dying. The Son of Man will die, he will be humiliated, rejected, die on the third day, rise again. So in that context of all these teachings, these disciples, they say, hey, can we be the great? And Jesus says, let's speak about it. But he receives that request with patience, with humility. And this is a trait that stands out in the humanity of Jesus. As Catholics, we should have Jesus as the main model of our life. We should read the Gospels, we should contemplate the person of Jesus and, and learn from him. Because as Gaudium Spes says, Jesus is the one who reveals to man what does it mean to be human. And that's always the art of Christian life, to contemplate Jesus, become more like him. So this is a very powerful virtue in the humanity of Jesus. His capacity not to lose peace and his capacity to be patient. He was patient in this gospel. He was patient with Peter. The gospels, they highlight so much the imperfections of Peter, his impulsive character. He was patient with the doubt of Thomas. He was patient on the cross, on the way to the cross. He's patient with us. He's patient with me. We fall again and again on the same sins, and he's patient. He never loses inner peace in the Gospels. It's true that in one time, he experienced what they call righteous indignation, the purification of the temple. So this is very beautiful, the patience of Christ. And I think it's relevant because many times we might not get angry or we cannot get super upset, but we can get annoyed. We can get irritated. This first initial link in the chain of anger. We can get irritated both because of the circumstances of life, like traffic, slow internet, weather, health issues, whatever, or because of people. People are irritating because we're sinners. I might annoy a lot of people. You might annoy a lot of people. People who live with you annoy you, like, because that's how we are. We're broken. Some people are more annoying than others, but in general, like, because of our defects in character, our mannerisms, we tend to be like that. 
So let's focus in this aspect, not the circumstances of life, but how to be more like Jesus in our patience, how to turn annoyance into a blessing. First, don't let it grow. That's the first thing we see in Jesus. As soon as he perceives like this indignation in the apostles, as soon as he senses that in the inner circle of disciples, the inner peace is kind of going away, he does something about it. He doesn't let it grow. He speaks with the two and then he speaks with the ten. And he might have done this many times. And Jesus, he, he doesn't have movements of anger. So this principle applies more how he reacts with the disciples. We need to apply it inside of us. Like it's a, Jesus is inside of us and whenever irritation begins to grow, we need to do something about it quickly and right away. Spiritual masters, they distinguish five levels of anger. If you want, anger has different intensities. The first level is this one, to be annoyed or irritation. The second one is to grow in impatience or get agitated inside. The third one is violence and most likely expressed outside, either in words or deeds. The fourth one is fury, when we lose freedom and we kind of fall into incoherent speech or even also angry um, actions. And the final and most grave is hatred, even to the point of desiring death. So hopefully we don't get to number five or number four or number three on a regular basis, hopefully. But we do know that the first one is getting irritated, becoming indignant. So we need to work on it, detect it. As soon as your heart begins to shrink or get kind of upset and do something about it. But if you already recognize it, that's a great victory. If you feel your heart inside like, like shrinking and getting annoyed, then you can kind of unleash its power. One of the things Jesus does to unleash its power is to speak about it. Many times speaking with people about the things that annoy you can be a great antidote against like future and like irritations. Like, could you stop making that noise when you eat? <laughs> Why are you always late? I'm, you, I, don't, I say this in a funny way, but you can say it with charity, obviously. Don't say it with kind of a spirit of anger. Why do you drive in that way? Like, why? Asking a question, maybe sometimes it's less direct, and says, why you takes you so long to get out of the house, and we're going to be late again? And so many times facing the issue, like Jesus did, keeps that annoyance from growing. But that's the first thing we see in Jesus. He doesn't let anger grow among his disciples. The second thing or the second aspect of the patience of Christ is his compassion. Compassion is, if you want, like the blood that runs through the body of patience. It's what we could call a complementary virtue 
Once you develop the virtue of compassion, patience becomes kind of easy to practice. Compassion is, means to feel with the other person, to suffer with the other person. Com means in Latin with passion to suffer, to experience. So when we're compassionate, we suffer with the other person. And this is very important for avoiding irritation because many times we get angry with people because of surface things, way of being, defects in their characters, moods are going through. But deep inside, there might be deeper issues, maybe issues in their family, maybe inner brokenness, maybe um, hard upbringing. You just see the outside, but deeper inside, there's a, a deeper brokenness, a deeper issue, a deeper hardship they might be going through. So if you don't have compassion, you kind of see the symptom, you see the effect, you see what bothers you, but you don't see the thing underlying. And that's why Jesus is such a patient man because he was a very compassionate man. The gospel says, the, the second reading letter to the Hebrews, Paul speaks about Jesus saying, we do not have a high priest unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way, yet without sin. He's someone who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. He understands, he suffers with us. And that's why Jesus was patient. In a sense, he suffered the pride of James and John. He suffered the indignation of the disciples. He feels with them. He suffers when people are uh, sick and so on and so forth. And that's why he can be patient. Compassion dismantles anger. And it allows you to stand with the other person and help them improve. So that's the second aspect. And the last one is a great way to overcome indignation is to turn that annoyance into a blessing. This is kind of a common teaching in the New Testament. Jesus says, Paul says, bless your persecutors. Pray for those who do evil to you. To bless means to wish good, benedictio, bene good dictio to say, to wish good. Annoyance or anger is always a desire to punish, to wish evil. So even in the first link of the chain of anger, blessing can be a great way to dismantle the power of annoyance. So that's always a great way to, a great thing to do. When you feel annoyed, you recognize it, you try to have compassion, the last thing should be, God bless you. God bless you. I pray for you in Jesus. He and his blessing, he helps people move forward. Patience is not like, Many times Jesus, through his patience, 
he leads people to a better place. Like he's patient with the doubt of Thomas, but he invites him to grow into an inner conviction of faith. He's patient with Peter, but Peter grows through the blessing of Jesus, through his patience, through this inner peace of the Lord. Peter becomes less impulsive. And these apostles, I'm sure that through all this time with Jesus, through his patience and through his blessing, through his peaceful explanations, they themselves move kind of forward in becoming more humble, more patient, more understanding. So Jesus transforms us by blessing us, and his blessing begins to change us little by little. And that's how your life should be. Before the defects of others, before the weaknesses of others, instead of getting angry, to stand with them, to speak with them, and to bless them. And little by little, that will transform them. Sometimes patience looks like a weak virtue. Mercy can look like a weak attitude. But actually, it's a very strong, a powerful, transforming force. And let me finish with this. This teaching of patience should apply above all within you. Jesus wants us to be patient with ourselves. I don't know if it happens to you, but many times we can get frustrated with getting frustrated. Or we can get impatient because we fall again and again on the same defects. So we need to understand that the Lord is patient with us in the first place. And you need to be patient with your own self. And in that way, then you will, be learn, you will learn to be patient with others. So let us pray for that grace in this week. The grace of not reacting with irritation, but the grace of never losing your inner peace. And the grace of blessing others in their weaknesses, standing with them as Jesus did.